B-Rad podcast is brought to you by MoFo, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's macadamia masterpiece, mind-blowing nut butter blend now available on Amazon. Bala Enzyme, electrolyte and triple enzyme recovery drink mix. Paleo Valley, nutrient-rich ancestral-inspired health products. By Optimizers, performance supplements like magnesium, probiotics, and more. And B-Rad Whey Protein Superfuel, coming soon. Stay tuned for details. And please visit bradkearns.com to check out my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance with great discounts for listeners. And here we go with the show. And he said, you worry too much. And I said, huh? He goes, your ovaries are fine. You worry too much. Hence the stress connection that planted a seed. People have been doing keto for a long time can feel better when they pause and add some carbohydrates back in. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on physiologically. Resetting your circadian rhythm is essential to healing. Hey listeners, I discovered an awesome new electrolyte and triple enzyme powdered drink that's going to knock your socks off. It's called Bala Enzyme, and it comes in a convenient little pouch of bright orange powder that you pour into water for the ultimate electrolyte and antioxidant drink. It's simple, convenient, and yes, the orange tint comes from a potent serving of turmeric along with a clean and diverse assortment of enzymes and electrolytes and a perfect taste that's not fake or too sweet. Bala was created by husband and wife doctors to help their patients recover from inflammation, improve hydration, speed up recovery, even relieve joint pain, improve digestion, and boost immunity. I love their incredible devotion to product quality. There's a lot of research behind it, and I just sprinkle this packet into ice water, and it's so easy to stay hydrated because you absolutely enjoy the taste of the drink. Get their convenient little packets. They even designed it with the uh, the tear half-torn so it's easy to open into the water. I love what they think of. And it comes in three exciting flavors, pineapple, lime, and berry. It's so potent, it might stain your fingers if you get it on your fingers. And yes, that's a good thing for a serving of turmeric that's that potent. It's also sugar-free, zero-carb, and promoting of the three R's, rehydrate relieve and revive please visit balaenzyme.com b-a-l-a-e-n-z-y-m-e and of course there's a special deal for b-rad podcast listeners 30 percent off your first order just use the code b-r-a-d-30 at balaenzyme.com hey listeners i am so pleased to present this powerful and memorable show with Dr. Anna Kabeka. She returns to the podcast. We talked a couple of years ago about her previous book, Keto Green 16. She has a new book called Menu Pause, Five Unique Eating Plans to Break Through Your Weight Loss Plateau and Improve Mood, Sleep, and Hot Flashes. And yes, we will get into the book and her unique approach to uh, dietary intervention for health, but boy, you get more than your bargain for in this show right away. And she gets into uh, an incredibly personal and mind-blowing story of uh 
sustaining a, a, a terrible tragedy in her life, uh, dealing with PTSD, uh, hitting some dead ends and finding out that she was infertile and having the traditional diagnosis from some of the top physicians in the country. Uh, it caused her to go on a, a global travel odyssey to just find herself. She closed her, um, her mainstream medical practice. She's a board certified MD, OBGYN. And so she just kind of went on this, um, this this personal journey uh, engaged with numerous uh, mystical and uh, alternative healers around the globe. They gave us these life-changing insights, and really, this show is going to rock your world. So uh, let's hear this amazing personal journey that Dr. Anna's been on, and then transition into some discussion about uh, the content in not only her new book, uh, but in her previous books, The Hormone Fix Keto Green 16, and the new book, Menu Pause. And interestingly, she talks about uh, five unique eating plans, as you heard in the subtitle, and these cross the entire spectrum. So uh, very rare to find a guest that is not uh, pigeonholed into, hey, here's our carnivore uh, promoter, here's our plant-based person, here's our keto, here's our uh, primal. Uh, She goes the whole spectrum. So she has an actual uh, carnivore-ish test period in your uh, in your diet to see how your body reacts and maybe get some improvement in symptoms and she also has a plant-based uh, pro- uh, progression where you're going to eliminate animal products animal proteins and go straight into the green stuff and this just shows how incredibly personalized it is as you hear people often say uh, but she recommends going through a variety of different experiments and so it's a really fresh take on a lot of things that uh, we hear in the the health space. And boy, Dr. Anna's something else. You're going to love the show. Here she is for the second time, the author of Menu Pause, Dr. Anna Kabeca. Dr. Anna Kabeca, we meet again. How nice. It's been a while. And here we have another momentous occasion, another book by Dr. Anna cranking them out um, despite your busy life. I think in case listeners want to get refreshed, um, tell us about your your practice, your your whole deal, and then we can uh, lead into the uh, the great occasion of the publication of Menu Pause, and that's yeah. Menu Pause. People, we are going to talk about <laughs> menopause, but the title is Menu Pause. Very, very mm. clever. Very clever. I know. I love the title. I love the concept, and I think there are there are magic. There is magic in the pauses of our lives. So um, it's a perfect, perfect title, and especially for women going through a, a seasonal transition, that um, we can look for that magic and really try to try to harness it when it can feel terrible and something no one wants to talk about. So a little bit about my story is I'm a board certified gynecologist and obstetrician. I trained at Emory University, and then I was in private practice as a National Health Service Corps Scholar for over 15 years in Southeast Georgia, in St. Simons Island, Georgia. And I did integrative women's health. And part of my own journey, I closed my practice in 2015, actually burnt out from my practice, being a single mom, taking care of my patients from around the world and, you know, pedal to the metal and dealing with under the surface post-traumatic stress disorder and really just feeling it, you know, the consequences, especially as I was going through, I like to call my second menopause, that transition time, it was, it was really problematic. And I, you know, that led me to discover what I teach and share about now online, 
Um, so what's the, the nature of the, the PTSD in your example? You were working really hard, single momming, having a high-powered practice, and it was just overly stressful or... Yeah. When 2006, my toddler son died in a tragic accident, Brad, and, um, and I resuscitated him and, uh, he died at the hospital and it, the hospital that I practiced at for however many years. And that, um, was just, I mean, just trauma. I mean, I don't remember a lot of that, what happened. I, I remember bits and pieces, but I don't remember very much actually about that time at all. And, you know, always thinking, okay, the grief and the tragedy and the trauma. And, you know, I was solo practice. I still had to work and figure that out. And as a result, my, my, my husband and I, we wanted to try to have another baby. And it was determined that I was in early menopause. I had premature ovarian failure and I failed the highest doses of injectable meds. So it was trauma on trauma trauma on trauma. And for anyone who's struggled with fertility or, and wasn't able to get pregnant, every time you see the negative pregnancy test, or you get spotting from a period or whatever it may be, it's trauma. Again, it's loss again and again. And so that, that PTSD was under the surface and then not recognizing or really understanding PTSD and the triggers. And, and that had taken us on a journey around the world. I closed my practice. Well, actually, a beautiful doctor out of Atlanta, Dr. Deborah Shepard, came and took over my practice for a year. And um, I journeyed around the world. I felt like I had to keep the earth moving under my feet. And I love the Buddha saying, everywhere you go, there you are. But it took me around the world to figure that one out. So, and as a result of that, reversed the early menopause and had a beautiful baby at age 41, the child I was told I was not able to have. And, um, but yet the PTSD was under the surface and it wasn't until like really recognizing how to heal from that trauma using multiple modalities, my keto green way that I talk about to empower physiology, empower oxytocin over cortisol. And it's hard. I mean, it's a hard place to be when you want to die every day. I mean, to try to think positive and have gratitude and I mean, those, and you know, those physiologic changes are hard and you're combating PTSD. I know I didn't share this on your podcast or our other conversation. I feel like with the trauma we've had over the last two years with a pandemic increasing cortisol and decreasing oxytocin, encouraging isolation and disconnect, it's that, it's that PTSD, it's that trauma, it's that cortisol, oxytocin disconnect that leads to divorces, that leads to burnout that leads to, you know, inflammatory diseases of all kinds. Wow. Okay. That's a pretty heavy start, Dr. Anna. Thank you for starting us off. Now, did you take the round the world trip prior to um, having the medical success of being able to come pregnant? Is that the timeline here? So you just took off, you needed to get out um, the around the world trip. Did it have a lot of agenda or did you guys just, Mm -hmm. just roll? serendipitous and i met healers from around the world and oh. ancient mm-hmm, ancient andean philosopher to an indonesian healer to some of the world's leading scientists 
Yeah, all, all over the world. It was really amazing. And it was serendipitous. I mean, it was crazy who I met on the journey. And I just always say God's hand was in it. And as a result of that, really, that this I learned integrative therapies. I learned, I kept asking questions, like from Peru, learning about maca. That's when I ended up creating my Mighty Maca Plus. I really heard, they say it, it helps with fertility and they call it the Peruvian Viagra. Like who doesn't want to take that, right? But in combination, it's pretty darn awesome. I used, I got to send you some of mine. Look at you. I just ordered some. I don't know why I heard it from someone. So maybe it was, maybe it was uh, listening to some of your stuff, but okay, Mm -hmm. I'm on board. It's good. I'm going to have to send you my mighty maca plast. It's maca with 30 superfoods and other, other foods I experienced. Amazing. I mean, really maca in and of itself has amazing, um, attributes. It has high arginine, which increases nitric oxide, which is how Viagra works. So pretty cool. Uh, so prior to this odyssey, um, you were train, trained in traditional medical environment, practicing in, in Western medicine. Um, were you a dabbler in these kind of concepts or was this a total awakening uh, to, to kind of blend all your different, um, your angles? Yeah, it was, a, it was definitely an awakening, but I'm first generation American. I always like to say I grew up in the United Nations. Um, my mom is from the Middle East and my dad's Portuguese, U.S. Navy. He was older, so he did. He served in World War II uh, as a young man. And so both my parents were a little older. And um, and But my mom was really I mean, an, an amazing cook. And my mom really did integrate food as medicine. Like she would say, you know, we need to rub olive oil on your tummy for this. We need dandelion for this. We need... You know, but she also was diabetic in her 30s and the standard American diet and the ADA approved diet, lots of fruits, which for a sugar addict, we love that, right? We absolutely love that. And it, 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 by age 52, she was undergoing heart surgery. And I'll never forget this, Brad, because my mom mostly stayed at home, but she baked for the leading restaurants in our area. And, um, and it was the first, I remember the first time I came home and, and the house wasn't smelling like something great was coming out of the oven and it was just empty. Mom was at 52. I was 16. She was undergoing heart surgery, cardiac bypass surgery. And I'll never forget that. And uh, she struggled for 15 more years and passed away prematurely at age 67, but diabetes, heart disease, that's on both sides of my family. And, um, and it's very interesting that menopause is a risk factor for diabetes. And if you had a hysterectomy and your ovaries removed, research says your risk is even higher. So, I mean, it's really interesting to look at the, um, the connection between endocrinology, right. And, and gynecology, but, and we were, you know, really have dissociated the two, but uh-huh. they're interrelated. And this is where insulin resistance has come into play. So I saw this in my own family. And, um, and so, and I travel for me, I bought my first plane ticket at 13. My mom said, well, if you, you know, I wanted to travel to across the country to see my cousins. She goes, if you can buy your plane ticket, I'll let you go. Then I started, I started traveling. Then 16, I did my first international flight. And, um, yeah, I've been traveling ever since it's a meditation. (laughs) Awesome. So, so when you return from this global odyssey, um, you had this unfortunate medical diagnosis, but how were you able to unwind that reverse it, whatever you want to talk about and, and become fertile? 
Yeah, I think there were several things. It certainly were using superfoods, alkalinizers, and letting go in spiritual work too. There was that part. And in Indonesia, I met this healer um, in Ubud, Indonesia, in Bali. And if you've uh, read Eat, Love, Pray, I bet you it's the same guy. I didn't hadn't read the book at the time. I read it much later. But um, I bet it was the same, the same healer. Anyway, we were sitting out in the garden and chatting and he looked at me and he said, well, what's, what's on your mind? What are you, what are you worried about? And I said, well, I'm infertile and my ovaries are shot. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd done and seen my own ultrasounds, right? I'd failed the highest doses of injectable meds and he touched the top of my head, Brad. I mean, this is, I'm a Western trained physician, right? He touched the top of my head and he says, and I was painful. doesn't hurt at all now, but it was painful. And I go, oh my gosh, what does that mean? And he said, you worry too much. And I said, huh? He goes, your ovaries are fine. You worry too much. Hence the stress connection that planted a seed. Oof. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. when you. Because uh, we don't talk about reversing early. Right. I mean, I failed. Right. Right. So when you go back and mix with your MD uh, uh, appears, how does this stuff fly? I mean, this is crazy, wacky stuff for the people that are towing that traditional line. I know we can, uh, you can go address a group of mystics who are going to nod their heads and go, oh yes, the top of her head was, uh, but um, how do you sell this to people that are kind of going, uh, who is this wacky lady? I mean, it's nice that you have the credentials and you have been trained in Western medicine, but yeah. wait, that blend is is uh, is a tough one sometimes. Yeah. And it goes beyond that, right? Different philosophers from an Andean philosopher to a Native American shaman to an Indonesian healer all said the same thing. The organs hold energies and the breast hold the energy of relationships. The liver hold anger, the pancreas guilt, the kidneys fear. Well, the kidneys, our adrenal glands sit right there, fight flight freeze, right? And um, and so they all each of them, different parts of the world, different philosophies, had that same tenet of what these energies, these organs hold. It was enough to make me pause. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, try to integrate this and think, okay, what is the underlying mechanism of action? How does energy get stagnant? And hormones, like we talk about testing, and I am a hormone expert for sure, mm-hmm. but hormones are hard to test because they are energetic molecules. So why do, does energy stagnate in the breast? Why would it stagnate in the womb? Why would cancers, right? Cancers result from where there is stagnant energy or improper communication. When one cell can't turn its neighboring cell off, we get metastasis. That's physiologic. But there's an energy to that that is yet to be assessed. So quantum physics, you know, energy medicine, these things have to be addressed for us to get, you know, more advanced in our medical world and traditional philosophies have a, have a, a um, have a maybe cutting edge on us on that. Why are they difficult to test uh, hormones as energetic molecules? Yeah, because when we're looking at, we're looking at them in the urine in the saliva in the blood and each of those areas tell us something different. If we can measure energetically too, that's, that's a key piece of it. And the reason is too, because hormones are going to pulse, are going to react to our thoughts, to our actions, right? So they're going to be different. They'll be at different levels circulating at different, especially like testosterone, for instance, like I'll tell my patients, I'm going to check your blood labs first, like at 10 AM in the morning, 
use your hormones the night before, come in fasting, no exercise to get this lab work done till after we're done doing the labs and, you know, really relax and whatever it else may be, because we know with cortisol, if you're just slightly stressed, that cortisol spiking. Well, and the same thing will happen to your glucose. When cortisol goes up, glucose will go up. And so we want to create the same kind of situation every time you test your hormones. And the same is true. Like, for example, if I did a workout and then checked my hormones, I'd get a different reading than if I didn't. Mm -hmm. So there's an energy to that. So the, the variation in numbers over the course of even a day or a week is going to be such that it's difficult to make some traditional but they, diagnosis. But they give a clue. And that's mm. why I always tell my patients, you know, we're going to look at blood, urine, saliva. I mean, we're going to look at every body fluid you have at one time or another. It's going to tell us something. And, um, and I think that's really an important piece of it, that each body fluid will tell us something else. And so learning about that is, is critical. So we so, can wear monitors and, and monitor hmm. the physiology of our hormones throughout the day. It's, it's coming. So when the hand was placed on your head by the spiritual healer and he said that your ovaries were fine and you just worry too much, uh, how long did it take or what was the process for you to become a, a partial believer or a full believer going all the way back to when you had a, a, a you know clean bill of health at, at some point or I guess yeah. favorable blood test did anything change on the um, traditional medical front from from your your patient folder versus when you were diagnosed as infertile yeah well definitely reversed menopause and became pregnant spontaneously a few months later a few with months child, later so whether you, well I was never going to have right so whether you were a full believer or not, uh, now you're a real believer because you're pregnant, but what was going on in your mindset from that, that first, uh, possibility of, of a different, uh, future. It was just how curious, you know, how odd, how curious, mm. you know, mm -hmm. because I had seen my ultra, my ovaries shriveled up. I'm like, what is he? So sensing? what do you see? You're actually seeing on an x-ray or something? Ultrasound, ultrasound. So with right. your, like when we're doing injectable meds for infertility, we're giving high dose hormones to stimulate the ovaries to create more follicles. And so a menopausal ovary is like an almond, a fertile ovary is like a walnut. So you saw so, proof that uh, they they were they weren't the medical responding. diagnosis was correct. You had the almonds instead of the walnuts. I had Excuse almonds me, listeners. But yeah, okay. Uh, so and, then, yeah, and I'd failed round after round of injectable meds, mm. and my reproductive endocrinologist, one of the best in the country, said your only option to have another child is egg donation. Okay, so that was like the end, right? From my standpoint. That was the end. I'm 39, no chance, 39, 40 at that point, no chance to have another baby. And, you know, that's, that was the diagnosis. That's what, you know, belief is a big factor, right? The biology of belief, great book. Yeah. Bruce and, was on my show and talking about those perception switches. So listeners, if you listen to both that uh, previous comment by Dr. Anna is tying that in that, um, that this, this energetic aspect of the hormones can come from, I think you listed, you said um, your your actions, your thoughts, any type of input is going to have an influence. Same with the guy putting the hand on your head. You could have an instant, uh, you know, changing of perception in the cells throughout your body. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's fascinating. I was doing other things too. You know, the 
mighty maca ingredients and the um you know praying and you know you know i'd been on this healing journey and talking to people so there are other aspects too but you know enough to make you go hmm uh so did you have a glimmer of hope that maybe the diagnosis from one of the leading endocrinologists OBGYNs in the country was um off base or were you resigned to that fact i um i probably held internal hope like you know if you know god if you wish this to happen let it happen and um and you know i would say to my clients never give up hope you never know right you never know and so i never look at um and it really did change how i practiced medicine when i came back from my world journey it was like diagnoses are just a description of undergoing underlying symptoms if we get down to the underlying symptoms all of these diagnoses can go away and we can reverse them and so i started practicing in that way and it made a difference i went from doing 2 to 3 surgeries per week for gyn issues to 2 to 3 major surgeries per year the body is powerful in healing itself I want to tell you about wildhealth.com. They're an online provider of comprehensive precision medicine and health consultation services. They offer DNA analysis, custom lab panels, extensive medical intake form with family history and lifestyle preferences, and regular online visits with a board-certified precision medicine physician and a health coach whom you can message anytime through their convenient app. Wild Health evaluates your data to determine what you need for nutrition, exercise, sleep and supplements, and you can experiment, consult and retest to get everything dialed in. You'll get a cutting-edge epigenetic test of DNA methylation to calculate your all-important biological age and have fun lowering your age over time instead of following the mainstream path to accelerated aging. It's time to strive for awesome instead of just normal. Did you realize that only 6.8% of Americans are deemed metabolically healthy and only 2% are declared optimal? That's disgraceful, but you can turn things around quickly. Please visit wildhealth.com and you will see that this is the absolute gold standard of personalized medicine and it's available to you right now. Telemedicine available anywhere in the USA. Wild Health is generously extending Brad podcast listeners 20% off the cost of membership. Just visit wildhealth.com/brad or use the code BRAD20 at checkout to get 20% off and start taking control of your health today at wildhealth.com/brad. Greetings my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy active fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting both running and low impact options an assortment of high intensity interval training and high intensity repeat training strategies 
a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. So how did your practice change? Um, did you change your signage? <laughs> did you say, uh, <laughs> believe in possibility? Uh, or or um, were you still practicing as a, a traditional OBGYN and seeing a, a similar type of patient clientele? Oh, yeah. GYN, small town, Georgia, southeast mm-hmm. Georgia, you know, wide range of patient base and bilingual, bilingual. So, you know, uh, a, a wide range of patients. And, um, but I definitely started doing this integrative approach. I started looking at nutraceuticals and supplementation. And of course, I'd already been doing bioidentical hormones and using um, even DHEA and testosterone in my female patients, but really working on that too, and and more infertility and things like that. So I really had another perspective. I just kept studying and from there on triple boarded, right? I studied anti-aging and regenerative medicine, integrative medicine, and uh, probably, and more functional medicine. I mean, all of these things. So I just kept, you know, I am a sponge for knowledge and especially world medicine continue to be fascinated by uh, long held practices. And, you know, I will say, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. (laughs) And, and um, if it resonates, then you're correct that it's, it's valid because it resonates or you make it resonate. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would try it, right? Like the concept, I had a patient, for instance, um, who came in and she's a nurse at um, from Waycross, Georgia. And she came in to my practice in, in Brunswick and she had a third, she was on her third round of pancreatitis. And she was, you know, the internist can't figure out anything. I have no idea why I keep getting this pancreatitis. I was like, oh my gosh. And I just thought about one of the things I learned as I traveled around the world. I said, is there something you're guilty, you're feeling guilty over? And she just burst into tears, just burst into tears. I just held safe space for her, let her cry. And, um, and then when I saw her for follow-up a couple months later, she goes, Dr. Anna, thank you. Because I had to let something go and to deal with something. And I haven't felt better in a decade. Thank you. And pancreatitis never came back followed her for six more years till I closed my practice. Yeah. This is not your average gynecologist people. Oh my gosh. Who knows Mm -hmm. what you're going to get when you show up. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Mm -hmm. You, before we go talk about the book and things uh, you mentioned this, um, this uh, comparison between oxytocin and cortisol. So maybe we could get some of those big picture insights about how stress can 
mess up our uh, optimizing our adaptive hormones and, and how that pattern works a little bit from overview. Yeah. And I think this is a really important uh, thing that, again, if I hadn't experienced this, I wouldn't have known to look at this. And first thing is that when we're stressed or have post-traumatic stress, chronic everyday stress, cortisol goes up and cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. The, you know, like you're in stress, fight, flight, freeze mode, right? So you're like, you're not connecting in that mode. Anyone ever notice? Super stressed? Not stopping to smell the roses, are you? And appreciate those around you too much. Well, and then when your cortisol is up, your paraventricular nucleus area in your brain says, okay, cortisol, you are frying me out, right? That is that that steroid medicine that essentially, you know, is, is there to protect and, and save us. But it can too much, too long is destructive. It's catabolic. It breaks us down. It robs Peter to pay Paul. It takes your minerals, take your bone, take your muscles ages you faster than anything. So um, cortisol um, is shut down, but at the same time, oxytocin is as well. So you're in this dangerous space where cortisol is low and oxytocin is low. And what that feels like is disconnect. So the cortisol is low because it's been, it's become exhausted by chronic Mm -hmm. overproduction from all the stress. Negatively fed back to suppress cortisol. Yeah. And oxytocin is mm -hmm. commonly associated with uh, bonding, uh, connection, all those things. So that's kind of its its realm there. And it's the biggest anti-aging hormone, right? It's the hormone of longevity, healthy marriages, having a pet, laughter, connection, community. We know from a study in Berkeley that looked at um, muscle cell regeneration with oxytocin therapy. I mean, oxytocin increases muscle cell regeneration in the elderly. So this was a group of 70, 80-year-olds that they had studied. And I think that's powerful. The more oxytocin, the better your body repairs itself. Okay, so they're both suppressed and what happens then? That's that, I would say that's the physiology of disconnect, the physiology of burnout, physiology of divorce. Yeah, depression, isolation. You start going into a store and you think, oh my God, I see a friend that I've known forever, but I'm going to pretend they don't see me. You go, you deny um, invitations to go out. You stay home alone and start being anti, you know, not socializing like you used to, you feel anhedonia, uh, lack of pleasure, lack of enjoyment. Does cortisol also antagonize uh, testosterone, estrogen, things like that as well? Yeah. When we will sacrifice all our reproductive hormones to make cortisol. And when that system is stressed out and suppressed, everything suffers. It's a hypothalamic depression, essentially. Um, and again, listeners, this, this um, cortisol, this fight or flight response is incredibly wonderful mechanism for survival and for peak performance. So we want that cortisol spike when we're uh, in the blocks for a sprint race or going up to give the presentation and, and it gets all our systems functioning yeah. at a heightened level, right? Heart rate, blood pressure, respiration, everything. Um, but we want to have that fight or flight response under tight regulation because it's supposed to be for short-term emergency use only. Yeah. And that's where we have a disconnect from uh, our ancestral past and so forth, where um, we're just calling upon fight or flight every time we have a, a difficult conversation with a teenager or head to the workplace and there's dysfunction there. And then we go to the gym and we overexercise and and all those sort of things. 
Yeah. And cortisol wakes us up in the morning. It's natural mm. to spike in the morning that gets us up. We don't want it spiking at 3 a.m. when mm. it's first getting a chance to rejuvenate itself because it's been, you know, suppressed or we've been burnt out all day. And then at 3 a.m. it spikes. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on physiologically. Resetting your circadian rhythm is essential to healing. I talk about this more in my journey in my first book, The Hormone Fix. And I really go into some of the physiology, the stress physiology, and the other things that disrupt our hormones. I always say it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. <laughs> right. We have to have some intervention there with um, someone putting their, their hand on your head and, and, and so forth. Uh, so you wrote the hormone fix, then you wrote the, the keto green plant-based detox is that the title of the book? Uh, Keto Green 16. Yeah. And Omnivore, there's two plans in there, two 16-day plans, one omnivore and one plant-based. Okay. And now we have Menupause. Yes. Uh, tell us about this latest, greatest book. Well, from working with thousands of patients online, thousands of people in my online community, I don't have my brick and mortar anymore. I don't have my mm. clinic. So I consult, I do physician to physician consults and I um, have my online girlfriend doctor community. So I'm working with women when they're like stuck, say, okay, this isn't, doesn't seem to be working. And we've been following the keto green lifestyle. So talking about a healthy way for especially women, but I think women and men to do keto with our, you know, healthy fats, high quality protein and fiber rich foods and herbs and spices that are also supporting alkalinization, mineral balance within our system and helping our body clear from an over acid load, which stress alone is going to do that. So we need to incorporate the nutrition, the food, but also the lifestyle factors with intermittent fasting and no more snacking. So that's pretty mm -hmm. much like what we do in our community. And then um, there'll be people that come and they'll say, well, I'm struggling with this or that or the other thing. And sometimes it's, for example, a client who has Hashimoto's, like, okay, let's pause all nightshades. And so the first plan came from that keto green extreme plan. And another person's been doing keto for a while and they've struggled with constipation. They struggle with some digestive issues. So the second plan is completely plant-based. Let's just pause all animal products, give you a break, support gastric motility, support the um, microbial diversity, gut bacterial diversity in our gut. We know that's associated with longevity and healthier immune systems. And so we'll focus on that. And a third plan is a carnivorish plan. My clients who have severe eczema, psoriasis, or, or bloat when they eat greens, we've got to pause that for a little bit, really add additional enzymatic support. And it's a nose to tail plan that can help. And then I have a full six day cleanse. And then sometimes people have been doing you know, keto for so long or following a very carb restricted plan for so long, we actually have to add carbohydrates back. And it is the favorite plan among my community. It's the carb up plan and mm -hmm. it's incorporating some healthy root vegetables like sweet potato and um, more fruit. So it's a, and sometimes, especially like my athletes or people who have been doing keto for a long time can feel better when they um, pause and add some carbohydrates back in. Oh my gosh, what a rare uh, guest we have who's a friend to all and not, uh, you know, fiercely defending her corner and her dogmatic approach. So this is super interesting that it's that uh, personalized because we hear that bantered about people use that one liner like, hey, it depends on personal preference, but here you are with these distinct plans. I mean, you can't get more distinct than the the green plan versus the, the carnivore-ish plan. And I 
field a lot of feedback from people that are a little bit confused when we have these uh, amazing explosion of uh, the, the meat-based, you don't need to eat plants, uh, put those aside, you'll get healthier. And then we have the plant-based uh, community getting bigger and more vocal than ever. And so an, an average person, um, I don't know, what, what what's one to think and um, how might they, like, especially engage with some of your recommendations in the book? I want to tell you about wildhealth.com. They're an online provider of comprehensive precision medicine and health consultation services. They offer DNA analysis, custom lab panels, extensive medical intake form with family history and lifestyle preferences, and regular online visits with a board-certified precision medicine physician and a health coach whom you can message anytime through their convenient app. Wild Health evaluates your data to determine what you need for nutrition, exercise, sleep, and supplements, and you can experiment, consult, and retest to get everything dialed in. You'll get a cutting-edge epigenetic test of DNA methylation to calculate your all-important biological age and have fun lowering your age over time instead of following the mainstream path to accelerated aging. It's time to strive for awesome instead of just normal. Did you realize that only 6.8% of Americans are deemed metabolically healthy and only 2% are declared optimal? That's disgraceful, but you can turn things around quickly. Please visit wildhealth.com and you will see that this is the absolute gold standard of personalized medicine and it's available to you right now. Telemedicine available anywhere in the USA. Wild Health is generously extending BRAD podcast listeners 20% off the cost of membership. Just visit wildhealth.com slash Brad or use the code Brad20 at checkout to get 20% off and start taking control of your health today at wildhealth.com slash Brad. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? 
I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green. Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code Brad podcast and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, each of us is different. We are unique and it depends on what path we've been on till now. And figuring that out is really key. There is a quiz in each chapter um, asks, okay, this plan may be best for you if, but I do recommend kind of, especially if you're starting out going through the plans in the order. And we're doing that online in my girlfriend, doctor community on my, um, Facebook. So we, you know, to add community, but each person is different. One thing may work for you now, but it may not work for you six months from now. Like clients who have come to me who have been doing um, a straight keto, but weren't doing keto green. They're like, I've started gaining weight. I don't feel good. I'm getting this rash. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's look and see what's going on. What do we need to pause? What do we need to add? What, what has to happen here? And I say pauses because exactly what you said, it's not the strict dogma. This isn't the one way you have to live for the rest of your life. And it's important to know that the, there are seasons for a reason and intellectually and, um, and scientifically, we know that there's reasons for different vegetables and plants and you know, this and that and styles of eating, fasting and feasting. I'm all about the feasting actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about that a little more because that seems to me a place where we can have some really good common ground that uh, the body needs that digestive downtime. We know about digestive circadian rhythm research getting really popular now and how important it is. And then the, the feast or famine pattern where you can kind of tap into the uh, the assorted benefits of, we hear all about fasting and uh, time-restricted eating and how great it is to be in a fasted state. And then uh, we also need nutrition and the athletic population needs to recover and perform. And I've tried to figure this out and, and dance around myself, but um, the feast or famine concept in general seems to be highly aligned with our ancestral and our genetic expectations for health as well, where we don't have to constantly trickle in um, the gas pump and, and, and squeeze a few pumps in throughout the day, but instead, you know, head to a feeding and then enjoy that meal and uh, appreciate the, the act of eating more so than just being a, a constant, you know, vacuum cleaner, putting something in. Right. And that's really stressful. And it, you know, when yeah. I, I, I've listened to, oh, actually I saw something online cross my feed. It said, oh, the, menop- the way to eat in menopause or something like that. I was like, oh, exciting. I can't wait to see what they say. They've got to be keto green, I'm sure. And it was, it's like, start out your breakfast with a um, yogurt parfait with fruit and granola drizzled with honey. And I'm like, oh my God, the blood sugar is going to spike up two hours later. They're going to be hungry and craving. Oh, but they had a solution for that. So in two hours, Another they're supposed one. to have a snack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm like, that is destructing. We become more insulin resistant. We are designed for fasting midlife and beyond. We are designed oh. for fasting. We have to, we have to empower physiology. Gluconeogenesis in the brain is hormone dependent. Estrogen, most likely a factor of progesterone too, being that progesterone is a neuropeptide. And so, but what happens is that 
as our brain starts starving for fuel, because our hormone levels are dropping, we get the brain fog, we get the anxiety, we get the depression, we get the mood swings. These are neurologic symptoms that are coming along the same time as your physician, your gynecologist is recommending birth control pills, ablation, or hysterectomy, right? So there's the gynecologic issues along with the neurologic issues. So I call this time period, age 35 to 55, a period of neuroendocrine vulnerability. Well, our brain is starving for glucose. Even if it's high levels in our blood, it's unable to use it efficiently. And so if we switch to ketones, that is not hormone dependent. So what happens? Author of three best-selling books, <laughs> have hundreds of millions of people online that follow me. Seven, eight years ago, I couldn't. I couldn't get out of bed. I was depressed, stressed. Hormones were a mess, gaining weight, struggling all, all the way around. So this is the difference of what I, I proclaim to be the keto green lifestyle and the way we need to shift in transition in menopause to have a quality um, second spring of our lives. So it's particularly relevant to menopause to get um, skilled at burning the alternative fuel source and get skilled at fasting. And why is that such a vulnerable time? Because of uh, decline in progesterone and estrogen and, um, and testosterone and DHA. So our reproductive hormones are declining. Those are our anabolic hormones. And so we're getting into um, a catabolic state a lot quicker. And so we um, are going to gain fat, be inflamed, and be foggy brained. When we shift to ketos, we become more insulin sensitive as opposed to insulin resistant. We are able to manage our energy stores better. We support our mitochondrial function and our neurocognition. We are like ketones, you know, that ketones for the brain is like jet fuel versus glucose, which would be regular gasoline. And so it's, it's a different shift and it's, it's important at all stages of our lives. And the younger you are, the quicker you can get into ketosis, but it's, I consider it essential in the, in the perimenopause and menopause for mood, memory, metabolism, relationships. Productivity. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's nice. You, you convey the best way to do that is this um, feast or famine strategy. In other words, the best way to get into ketone production is um, through starvation or restriction of uh, external calories. And I think that's been lost in the, the keto craze of uh, having these snacks on the shelf, these processed foods that say keto on it, and you can nibble on those all day. And those people are missing the point. So, yep. um, you know, the, the alternative, or I guess the, um, the popularized approach is, Hey, eat, eat whatever food you want, just keep your carbs low and you'll, you'll become a member of this wonderful club. But I think it's, it's better to, um, distinguish that this is a, a, a genetic attribute that's driven by starvation mainly. But of course, since we don't want to starve, we're trying to figure out a way to, to get these benefits of keto. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's, that's, you're exactly right. Um, and one of the things I always tell my clients and I write about this is test don't guess. I mean, check urine ketones <laughs> or breath ketones or blood ketones, however you want to check it, check urine pH. I do that regularly because urine pH is a biomarker for health. And I have, you know, research shows that the more alkaline, the seven or greater urine pH is, the less metabolic disease. And, and Dr. Perlmutter came out with his latest book, Drop Acid, 
talking about uric acid, the higher levels of uric acid, the slower your metabolism, the higher risk of all disorders of aging, right? That's a storage mode when your uric acid is high. Mm. There are certain cultures like mine, Middle Eastern, um, that do that really well, right? We're going to Go, we can starve for a long time and be fine. We're adapted that way. So we'll build uric acid on high purine diets like carnivore, for instance. And so you've got to shift, but also shifting to a higher urinary pH is clearing uric acid is associated with clearing, releasing, and lower levels of uric acid. So at incorporating that in to a healthy, there's unhealthy and healthy ketogenic diets, but to a healthy ketogenic diet, but plus lifestyle, the intermittent fasting. So keto green 16 is 16 hours of intermittent fasting. And, you know, and with menu pause, each of the five plans is six days. Day seven can be a feasting day, can be a fasting day, can be an opportunity to learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And that's, that's the beauty of, of the five different plans in, in menu pause. So this online community um, and your, your online practice, tell us how this works now that you, you don't have your shop in, in this uh, rural Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm in Dallas, Texas. And, um, and so basically can follow me at on Instagram and social media, but we have a girlfriend doctor um, membership club. And there's information on that at my website at dranna.com. And that's where I can get on live with people, you know, twice that we do live video, like we're talking now, twice a month, and uh, sometimes more frequently, I'm able to answer questions, address issues, and things that are coming up and empower, empower women, especially with some of my programs, to be the CEO, have the knowledge of their own body and their physiology. And I think one part that we really miss, especially having studied psychology too, as a, as a young woman is that the mind and body is connected and physiology affects our behavior. Hence what I call the physiology of divorce, that cortisol oxytocin disconnect, but behavior can also empower our physiology or destroy it. And so that wisdom is really important part of healing. So while we focus on on food and exercise, there's so much more. And that's why there's no one size fits all. And we have to explore what does our body need and clear the brain fog so that we can really listen. So the brain fog is uh, an inability to extract the necessary glucose to fuel brain function, which um, burns a lot of glucose. It's a huge energy demand organ. 20% of our daily calories, right, are just from the brain and the brain burns only glucose or in those rare circumstances, ketones. So it, it is a big deal. But is that the, we, we hear brain fog all the time. And then people uh, talk about a, a variety of um, uh, driving factors, mm-hmm. but is that, is that um, a good way to explain it? Or what, what's this, what's this deal? That is a good way to explain it. Inflammation is another piece of that Mm. puzzle, right? The more insulin resistant, the more inflamed, the more insulin resistant, the higher your risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. So it's connected here. And progesterone is a neuroprotective hormone. So when we're 35, our progesterone levels start to decline as women and men, they decline as well, much slower, but definitely so for women. And that's being our mother hormone. And so recognizing the impact of stress on protective hormones is important because, again, uh, behavior can optimize physiology or destroy it. So perceived stress or real stress, like I had experienced with PTSD, 
well, over and over again, right? Until I compartmentalized, until I focused on the behaviors to increase oxytocin, was that I wasn't able to shift my physiology. Um, what do you, What do you mean by compartmentalize, and how? And what behaviors specifically helped you heal? Yeah, one thing is you know think about just on an example on a daily basis. If you're thinking about the pandemic or the war in Ukraine, and um, you're thinking about that, and you're worried about it all day, it's it's right to think about concern and, and pray for and do what we can. But all day, your physiology is in a fight or flight or free state. So say to yourself, okay, from eight to eight fifteen today, I'm going to think about it, take some action steps, write this down, journal, and mm. when thoughts come up throughout the day, like I did with the trauma that I experienced. And I could live in that 24 seven, but I couldn't live. And so I compartmentalized. And so at eight to eight fifteen, that was my time mm. to address that, to focus on that, to pray and think about it. But otherwise the thoughts would come up and I would, would tuck them away. I'll deal with Reschedule for talk. tomorrow. Reschedule. Right. Absolutely. Let's talk about COVID tomorrow. Thank you for mm-hmm. uh, that news headline. <laughs> Love it. Exactly. You could say, okay, maybe it's just on Saturdays. We'll think about that or Oof. Monday mornings, you know, let's and really work on that because you have to understand what it's doing for your physiology and how our thoughts create, you know, actions. Uh, I suppose you can compartmentalize the good things too, such as this is your hour for meditation, reflection, gratitude, outdoor experience, whatever it is. And during that time, it's that's the central focus, right? You're not um, out there walking in the woods, uh, looking at your phone about the latest updates from Ukraine. Right, right. And that's really important to do that. Before I get out of the bed, like how I start my day is is with the practice of, of gratitude. And I think about where did I see love yesterday? Where am I loved? Where am I loving? Where could I have laughed at myself more? Where did I laugh? And there's always a lot of answers to that. Mm. Laughter and love are oxytocin um, increasing behavior. So I want to focus on that. And then what I'm grateful for also an oxytocin increasing on lowering cortisol. When we can lower cortisol, we can increase oxytocin. When we're working on it from a physiologic standpoint to reset our nervous system. And so those are practices that are, you know, part of my morning compartmentalization, if you'd like to say it that way, <laughs> morning practice or morning ritual. Love it. I love that research that um, looking into a dog's eyes is a strong uh, prompter for oxytocin, instant oxytocin release, just engaging with that animal and the, you know, the unconditional love they, they show their master all the time. And um, so if I'm getting my dog out in the morning, I'm out in nature, I'm playing with mm-hmm. the dog, I'm talking to the dog and you're, you're, you're right. You're, you're setting yourself up with these behaviors and um, you know, it making them physiology. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I guess um, probably a fair amount of us can nod our head and understand or have some, uh, you know, awareness of this, but then in, in day-to-day life, I feel like we're, we're victimized by the hyperconnectivity and all these forces that push us away from the, the power that we have to shift our physiology. We forget so easily. And then we get, you know, stuck into the, the patterns that, that create that, um, that imbalance, especially as you described the, the, the high cortisol lifestyle, then the cortisol burnout and, mm-hmm. and the corresponding drop in the adaptive hormones. 
Mm-hmm. It reminds me of I had a patient who um, went in Georgia and he had been in an accident, train derailed. He was working and uh, train derailed and he had that traumatic accident. And he'd heard about some of the work that I did with oxytocin. And so he came to see me and he said, you know, I'm just feeling, you know, I know I love my wife. I don't feel love for her. I mean, I do things with my child, but I don't get any joy about any guy because it's just been this way. And that's when I said, well, when, you know, when did it start? And he goes, gosh, you know, like about a, you know, several months after an accident that he'd had and this had a traumatic brain injury and he had PTSD around that. And that was so, uh, that was aha moment. So that's when we focused on initially did some supplemental oxytocin that I prescribed him, but also just the awareness that this is what's happening. Your physiology is affecting your behavior. And so addressing the things that you can improve those oxytocin hits in your life, like the intimacy with your wife, having fun and laughing and the compartment, you know, and being aware that this was under, under the surface and then doing EMDR or emotional freedom technique to rewire uh, the nervous system. And with that and um, supporting his physio- physiology and adrenals. And that was, it just changed his life. But I think the biggest thing that changed it, certainly the, the temporary supplementation, everything helped, but just the awareness because that he wasn't broken, you know, right. he wasn't broken and um, he could feel again. And it would just be a conscious, you know, practice to focus on all the good things and to really bring those in. And it, it's true. It changed his life, his relationship with his wife and daughter. And it was amazing. And I think before, I think, you know, we have horses. And I think when I, I remember, I think if I forget if it was one year or two years later, but he bought his daughter a horse too. And I mean, just like engaging in life, right? Not giving up, which is wow. where he was when I had seen him. Wow. Uh, how does the oxytocin promoting behaviors compare to what we often hear about these dopamine triggers and how we can easily OD on these uh, pleasure-seeking experiences? Yeah, I think that's that's a good question. And I don't know that I have a good answer for that. I always look at the oxytocin cortisol effect and then what is bringing you pleasure and what becomes a thrill, like where are thrill-seeking pleasures? So there are oxytocin-seeking behaviors, which aren't very different than dopamine-seeking behaviors, like um, like sex, for instance, shopping, gambling, um, thrill-seeking behaviors, and those are, you know, dopamine increases testosterone. So those are those hits that you can be getting from that. But in a different way, oxytocin affecting cortisol, dopamine it has some effect, but not like oxytocin does. So a healing for healing physiologically, that's the oxytocin hormone, the practices that increase oxytocin. Yeah, I guess it could be described as like the difference between instant gratification and longer term satisfaction, fulfillment, um, you know, the, the deeper meaning and significance, uh, things that give life more meaning and significance rather than these things that are over with quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's interesting because, you know, part of my healing journey, I studied St. Ignatian um, 
philosophy and the the examine they call the spiritual examine and he talks about the spirit of discernment um the desolation versus the spirit of consolation so the spirit of desolation when we're feeling sad and even the saints have experienced this sad depressed unsure uncertain and the spirits of consolation where you have that sense of peace and mm-hmm. reassurance and and um, that sense for the long term that this is the best move. And what St. Ignatius had, because he was a playboy knight uh, before he he converted, essentially. But he was this playboy knight, and he would joust and, you know, horseback and fight and do all these things. And he got injured, so he was in the hospital for for um, several months. And the only thing he had to read was the Bible. And he explained it this way. He says, when I would think about jousting and all the women and all that, you know, fun, because it would give me uh, excitement for a short term. But when I thought about like the life of the saints and serving God and, and the love of Jesus, and, you know, he went on, he goes, I feel love for the long term. And I that resonated really well with me. What's going to give me pleasure in the instance versus pleasure for the long term? Mm-hmm. And what practices nice. do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Good thing to to ask ourselves all the way along, including, uh, oh boy, uh, there's you know there's a pint of ice cream waiting for me in the freezer now. It has my name on it, or um, whatever. There's so many endless examples. Yeah. And I think with day seven in menu pause, like when you have that, you can say, okay, well, what's going to happen when I do this ice cream today? How do I feel the next day? I've done, you know, does it shift your physiology? How do you feel? But clearing the brain fog, clearing your senses, receptors, you know, with the hormone balancing foods that I put together, I mean, then you have some clarity to be able to say, okay, I feel, I feel great. Or more likely, I don't feel great. Mm. I feel inflamed. Now my knees are sore again. And well, good news is we can fix that. So it's With, that experimentation. Wow. Dr. Anna, what a show. I'm so glad to connect with you again on um, exciting new topics and really uh, a lot of things to um, to ponder. So the book Menu Pause at the time of this show publicizing is hot off the press. You can get your copy wherever books are sold right now. Um, I would recommend going back and binging on um, Hormone Fix and, and Keto Greens. Um, we had a whole show about uh, Keto Greens, so go listen to that. And then if we want to connect with you and join this Facebook, Facebook community, tell us more about that. Yeah, so definitely come to my website at dranna.com. And we'll be, um, we also have book bonuses on my book page on my website at dranna.com forward slash menu pause. But when you go to my home site, you can see all of that. And um, and so that'll give you some additional book bonuses and uh, cheat sheets and all kinds of good stuff. Plus, we'll send you an email inviting you into our online community. And I'm on Facebook at The Girlfriend Doctor, on Instagram at The Girlfriend Doctor. That's where I get to watch my grandbabies. I'm 55 with a 14-year-old and a new grandbaby. So I'm excited about that. My 25-year-old had a baby just recently. I got to deliver her, Brad. I mean, highlight of my life. Yeah, I didn't know that you were allowed to do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah? You you, you broke the rules. Yeah, something like that. You insisted, sure, Mm -hmm. right. Maybe Uh, it was done at home. Who knows, people? It it was in a birthing center. There you go. There you go. All right. Wow, you're that's a fantastic full circle. Thanks for those Mm -hmm. great stories, Dr. Anna Kabeca. Everyone, thanks for listening. 
Hi, listeners. You may not believe this, but Brad is going to talk about beauty regimens and healthy, toxin-free cosmetics. Yes, this is an incredible new area of personal interest. As about a year ago, I noticed, hey, I look and feel pretty healthy and fit all over, except for my skin. And I'd never paid much attention to putting anything on there. But now, oh my gosh, I am a regular with this wonderful vitamin C enriched all natural skin serum and numerous other excellent products from a unique company called Beauty Counter. What's important to understand here is that most skincare products contain all manner of toxic ingredients, endocrine disruptors, obesogens, and carcinogens that can harm your health and compromise other devoted diet exercise and lifestyle practices. We do not want to get overwhelmed or freaked out here. I know there's so many to-do list items to eat healthy and exercise and sleep, but here, cutting back on your exposure to environmental toxins in every way is a priority. And there's few things more important than what you put on your skin, because guess where it's going? Right into your bloodstream. Here's an interesting tidbit for you European listeners and for you American listeners. Europe, the European Union, has banned thousands of different compounds that are found in conventional skincare and makeup products. You know how many the USA has banned? 11, just like in Spinal Tap. That is not a good scene, people. The responsibility is on us to choose wisely, and that's why I'm so excited about being involved with Beauty Canner because they do all the research to be sure that you're getting toxin-free, chemical-free products. Oh my gosh, what this means, if you're buying conventional skincare products, there is most likely lead in your lipstick, endocrine disruptors in your perfume or cologne, that's stuff that trash our sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, and all kinds of toxins in things like your antiperspirant. Thankfully, if you go look at beautycounter.com slash Brad Kearns, you will discover a clean line of products where every single ingredient in every product is extensively tested for safety. I think you're going to love checking out their product line at beautycounter.com slash Brad Kearns and making these simple switches away from toxic-laden mainstream products. Listen to my podcast with Melanie Avalon to go into great detail here about all these concerns. You heard that word obesogens I talked about? That's right. Cosmetic products that will actually promote fat storage. Bad deal. So please take a visit there, beautycounter.com slash Brad Kearns. If nothing else, try the All Bright C Serum in the distinctive yellow bottle. My wrinkles are vanishing as we speak. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support. Please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkearns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free ebooks when you subscribe to the email list. 
And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.